Hello and welcome to the Alternative Hour. It is me, Ben Ogden, and Finley Oral, as always. Yeah, we're back uh, again. We're here another on episode. the bi-weekly basis. Um, but it could be the last one. I don't know if we've got one. We might have a special one in a week slash two yeah. weeks time, uh, depending on what happens. But yeah, today we're doing one of my favourite albums of the last five years, I want to say. Definitely last favourite in the last... Uh, was it last year? In the last year or so. Last year, I think, yeah. Um, and that is Black Country New Road. Uh, as I'm a little bit of a Black Country New Road nerd and a little bit of a fanboy, <laughs> I will give the background information. So, Black Country New Road, the name coming from a Wikipedia generated is... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... A six-piece band. Uh, they were mm. a seven-piece, but uh, Isaac Wood, the singer of the band quit after the album album we're going to be reviewing uh, just before it got released uh, he quit due to kind of general anxiety around getting big does bring up a lot of questions about uh, the album's content and yeah. it'd be very interesting they've only been going since 2018 and they're a part of the windmill scene yeah, if you've heard of people like Black Midi if you've heard of people like Yard Act you'll be familiar with a similar sort of sound we've talked about Yard Act before we've talked about Probably Black Midi before. Uh, Squid, yeah. they're another one. Have you heard of Squid, Finn? <laughs> no. Squid are amazing. I'm doing Squid one day then on this <laughs> show. Uh, so, Finn, what, what, did you know about, what did you know about Black Country New Road before um, this uh, show? Virtually nothing. I knew they existed. Yeah. Uh, never heard any of their songs, mm. so I didn't know what they sounded like. I, I came into this expecting just like a weird British version of a Midwest emo album. Um <laughs> And I was I was very surprised. Yeah, it was a it was a lot more different than I was expecting. Hmm. So uh, the, uh, this is their second album. They had an album called For the First Time, which released in 2021, I think, mm. um, or maybe it was 2020. No, 2021. And then Anthem up there, this album we're going to be reviewing, came out last year, 2022. So it's going to be a very very exciting and a very very interesting yes. album to break down. Uh, and I'm excited to get in it. We've had a little chat before, and I'm excited to say that Finn enjoys the album. So go, Finn, for not <laughs> for liking music. Uh, One day you'll like an album that I choose to review. <laughs> or. What are you saying? Lovely. When you first heard that, um, obviously it's the first time you've ever heard Black Country New Road. Ever heard of anything from this sort of type of genre that's emerged recently? So, I don't think so. I listened to like the tiniest bit of Yard Act a little while ago. Yeah, so I think, it's not it's not really stuck in my head. But Yard Act um, are a bit of an outlier in terms of yeah, they're a bit more this scene. Yeah, they're a bit less jazz influenced, mm. I think. But yeah, I was really not expecting like the horns and the piano and all that kind of stuff um so it really i put the album on and it really immediately like i was perked up i was like actively listening yeah uh, i think it's very good at capturing it is a called intro this is the first song on yeah. the album um and i think it is very good at being an intro it's a very uh unique intro and something which when the uh, artists do these sort of short little introduction pieces works quite nicely but i don't really think it is the intro of the album i'll get into that in the mm, next track it's i must say this and the the next track sort of mislead you i feel like as to feel? the the energy of the album maybe say. it's like this and then the next track chaos space marine yeah they're both quite up like up tempo mm. quite energetic songs and then the rest of the album is very uh slow and methodical and I would have liked to see a bit more of that energy yeah. further on in the album, but I really can't knock any of the other songs because yeah. they are brilliant. No, I understand that. I think from their perspective uh, is how I see it. Is it's, it's an album that I think they knew it was going to be quite a successful thing. So yeah. I think putting their most commercial, most commercial sort of song, most sort of accessible song for people that are maybe not a part of this genre first is quite a good move because... If we go, if you know, if imagine it started with one of these more like snow globes, if it started with snow globes, it'd be a very weird start. And it's like, yeah, it'd make people not feel uncomfortable, but feel like the album 
it would it, it, it i think these intro and chaos space marine just warm you into this album a lot more yeah they um do. And that upbeat tempo sort of plays that. So there isn't actually too much to talk about the intro. Uh, it just does introduce the sound of the album. Like I said, very jazzy, um, very instrumental, and quite it got feelings of upbeatness, which yeah. does change throughout. Yeah. But very we will quickly. go into the first proper track, which is Chaos Space Marine. So, so, obviously, um, the intro is a very nice, you can't really yeah. say anything about the intro, it's just quite, not generic, but quite uh, absent, quite just uh, yeah, passive. Yeah, I was still I was still quite sort of in shock from listening to the actual mm. introduction, it was, um, yeah, really was not expecting this, I was expecting like, you know, the random open tuning capo on the ninth <laughs> fret, like, yeah. Midwest emo-y guitarist. Mm. And when you heard this, did like how? What was your reaction? I think this is very. It's a very weird start to a song. It's cool. It is. It's upbeat, I was. I was very, very like, weird. Oh, this is quite cool. If you're not sort of already invested in genres that are a bit similar, mm. it might put you off a little bit. Do you think? I, I think. I think it could be, uh, something that, someone would go. Oh, this is a bit. This is a bit weird. I think I think it can be seen as being like quite weird, um, but I think the verse and the chorus mm-hmm. then facilitate a more common audience. Yeah, I think it's it, definitely. I feel like it's definitely part of the band's charm. Yeah, it. Play, I think they play into their like quirks of being a bit of a different thing. At the end of the day, yeah. this is something that's. There's not much that we've heard anything like this. Obviously, before you've had rock bands with violins with trumpets and saxophones and um, pianos especially but I think this is a very sort of orchestral take on rock Um, and I think like I said I think it's something that's quite fresh and I think they they play into these sort of quirks the reason I call this part of the intro as well is as you heard there you have and then they have each instrument taking its turn to play something so you have the piano playing then you have the violin playing, which is which is very is very jazz. Mm. You know that sort of call and response. Yeah. And I think something about this album which is very good, which I think we critique about quite a lot of other albums, yeah. is the fact that every single instrument in this gets its time to shine. It really does, especially like the drums, which again, mostly. I mean, in pop punk with the last albums, a little different. But in yeah. drums, sometimes they're very much just sort of yeah, the drums, play the song. The drums in this album are really interesting. Mm. So I'm just going to get straight to the verse. Uh, this is Chaos Space Marines' verse. There's nice pianos. Yeah. So what do you think about the lyrical side of this? Obviously, it's a bit of a weird lyric to start on. Mm. Um, turning, like, leaving the, the place that he's from. Yeah, it's very... There's a lot of sort of themes about... I would almost call it desperation. Yeah, um, yeah, very much so, yeah. And honestly, it reminded me, and with his delivery as well, it reminded me quite a bit of Jarvis Cocker mm. from Paul. That's interesting. No, I can't, that, I that, like that sort of, it's like a sort of cynical charm. Yeah, no, it does. It, that rings through. He's, it's interesting, especially in this first song, which is a bit more upbeat, like I said, it's interesting how he addresses these more insecure topics in quite a positive outlook. I think a lot, yeah. we'll see this throughout his lyricism is very poetic and it can work in a very sort of like sad poetic way or in this case it kind of masks that bit of um that, that deeper sadness uh, yeah. throughout the song um but we'll just get to the chorus do you want to I'll, I'll let you choose do you want to go for big chorus or uh, first chorus we'll go big chorus we'll go, yeah big chorus is better Really, it really feels massive, mm. and they do they do a great job throughout the entire album. Yeah, 
and making everything feel so important. They use a lot of odd time signatures throughout this entire piece and it's interesting how you know, when you use an odd time signature, normally it kind of limits you being able to jump about, limits you being able to headbang, because it's, you know, it's like, when it's like 6-8 or something. Yeah. Um, but here, it's you still have that sort of, like, jumping nature. You still want to sort of, like, flow. And I think the drums and how, like, the kind of the pacing of everything, where everything's placed, it seems so, like, calculated. And I just, I just think it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And I think in terms of an opening track to this album sums up the album's sound uh it's a little different from their, their their first album was a bit darker and a bit more instrumental focused i think this just opens it up a lot more and is is a beautiful intro yeah um have you got anything else to say on this album this track um no no so we'll move on to uh concord now concord for me used to be my favorite uh mm-hmm. song this came out as a single before the album which is interesting to note actually that an album like this did have singles it's a, it's a contingent piece through an hour, and it feels like an album. But it's, it's, it's interesting that it still has singles in these albums that fit so perfectly into that sort of overall piece. Yeah. Um, so we'll just move on. This is Concord, and this will be the intro to Concord. Running out of options to treat. <laughs> the lyrics, oh, they're, they, they're such earworms for something that's so, yeah. like, um, not earwormy. <laughs> I, 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 d- I will need to l- listen again and properly sort of break down those lyrics. Oh, yeah. But it's, the melodies are so, they're very s- simple and, like, I don't think there's much movement in them. But they are really, like, you can think about the melody and be able to mm. sing it. I think something like this is, is it, you know when you go to like, uh, you went to school when you were a kid mm. and you did like poetry and the yeah. English teacher would be like, oh, well, this connotes this and this connotes that. It, I think you can do it with this album where you could explain how this connotes that and that connotes that and there's so much yeah. depth. You can go out like, in a way you can say the instrumentals are so subtle because he's speaking to you personally because he's on about the themes yeah. of like, um, he's talking about how the doctors, unfortunately, said we're running out of options to treat. You know, I think this is almost this is a weird twist on the love story, yeah, uh, kind of song, where it's almost two people who are in the same sort of dire medical situation, yeah. and, and it, they're both not falling in love, but at least kind of having that bond through that. Yeah, I would argue that this sound. I want to say the future of rock. I think it's quite it's quite hard to say, but. Um, it's a very sort of forward-thinking album where there's six people here completely utilizing yeah. every part of their instrument, and I think it's it, there's something interesting later on with Mark's theme. Just something small I want to talk about that really links their instruments to them, to the album, mm-hmm. to the themes of the the album, and I think it's just. It's really incredible how it's done. I'm go- it will be something we talk about a lot later, but yeah. you can really feel them in the instruments they play, and I think that's something that's so yeah. insane, saying it's literally with, like... <laughs> I mean, obviously, these songs are quite long, but yeah, we're, like, five minutes into at- the actual album, and you can hear <laughs> the person in the instruments. Yeah. I think something very interesting that you don't normally get with just sort of very overproduced. I think the mixing and everything's so mm. beautifully done. Honestly, I wasn't prepared for something this sort of sad mm. this early on, especially yeah. after uh, Chaos Space Marine. Um, it's very... I was sort of expecting it to gradually kind of slow down, yeah. but it really just does it almost immediately. Yeah. And it was a bit of a... It did take me out of it a little bit, but with, like, the rest of the songs, it was a, it was very quick that I was back in and back listening. Yeah, yeah. we'll move on to... Uh, the verse now never mind we'll move on to the chorus <laughs> I, 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 I
You can hear that. It's funny, actually. You can hear the Midwest emo through that. Yeah, you can. The, the guitar there with a the little clean guitar riff. Yeah. So beautiful, so pretty. Um, and just so smooth. It feels so... like. Yeah, it's... It feels so strange. Like, in bigger bands, obviously, you have things like the Foo Fighters. Mm. You know, they're, they're a six-piece. Yeah. They've got... But you can never really... They've got three guitarists and a keyboard player. What do you do with three guitarists? That's the thing. Okay, you've got, you got chords and leads. That makes sense. I don't, I don't think you can really hear all three, and I don't think you can hear the keyboards at all in Foo Fighters songs, really. No. But everyone in this album is, like, audible. Yeah. And all their parts feel important. And I think the pacing of this album, this song, like... Uh, obviously, we've got you have a bit of the verse, you have a bit of the instrumental, and then you have the the chorus here, which is quite a light version of the chorus, and then there's a bit of a heavier one, and then it goes back down to smooth and very quiet, yeah. and then builds this big explosion in the final chorus, which we'll get to. And I think it's very interesting the fact that they have this sort of oh, how do I how do I word it? It's they have this sort of like teasing of like. Oh, you thought it was really subtle. Well, here's a subtle chorus. You think, oh, that's really nice. And then you get it again. It's, oh, that's a bit better. And then you, it goes quiet and you think, oh, maybe it's the end or maybe it's going to a subtle end. And then it's like, no, here's this huge explosion. They do it with Concord. They do it uh, later on with, like, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Even Bread Song has it, which is a very uh, subtle track. And I just think it's so beautifully paced and it keeps you listening so actively. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to an album as actively as when I listen to this album. Yeah, normally normally when I'm I'm listening to these albums, I will be doing something else at the same time while I'm mm. making notes. But this one, I really couldn't. Yeah. It was like I had to sit and pay attention Which and properly so listen. Which is so great for a modern yeah. album. Uh, but talking of the big chorus at the end... So, so, so cool. I was dancing, then my keys fell out of my pocket. That's <laughs> really what it was. I was, I was looking it over at Finn, and it's like all of a sudden he's, he's on the floor there, like searching around. Oh, it's it's so great. It's like this is what I'm talking about as well. We were talking about the odd time signature. I think it's three four, mm-hmm. um, and yet you can still jump. Yeah, a lot I, you of can times, imagine a lot of times with the with, mosh. Yeah, a lot of times with odd time, it's really like. It's a bit of a struggle to mm. fit a dance in. But, I mean, 3-4, you're in waltz time, right? <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's quite actually interesting because what isn't waltz quite a, a love sort of uh, yeah, it's very, it's dance very with someone in a waltz? measured, uh, sort of slower kind of dance. Which is quite cool, I think, in terms of, uh, if you want to bring that back to like sort of how he's falling maybe in love with this person yeah. that he's talking about. Um, and something to note here that I'll just kind of get it out of the way. Vocally wise, some people will listen to this vocally. Well, I'll, I'll let you. Out. What do you think of his vocals, like in terms of when you were listening to it? I think they're really cool. Mm. Obviously, he, when he when he you can hear like the Midwest emo. But yeah. I, I said before, I picked out the sort of cynicism of like Cocker, and there were points where I was like, I was sort of hearing maybe like a bit of Bowie. Or mm. Bowie. Oh, that's nice. I like that. <laughs> there was a lot. Of, there's a lot of sort of tiny little details in his voice. Yeah. I think the Midwest emo sort of rings true. You can still hear that more than others because yeah, you can hear the especially sort of, in the choruses. Yeah. Yeah, the almost Americanized kind of inflections mm. and the. How would you just like a screechy? Yeah, I would. Sort I'd, of vocal. Yeah, I'd say it's it's almost it's not it's like broken. Yeah. Like, it sounds like he's going to cry at it any does, minute. It does, yeah. But I Every think... Every single song. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's something so interesting because I think 
you can quite easily be like, oh, he's not a very good singer. He's just, anyone could do that if they just yeah. cry. But he does actually have such a good voice to keep it so measured. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it's not live. So maybe live his yeah, voice it, breaks. It really, it really does fit the style as well. If he yeah. was singing it straight, I don't think it would have yeah. the same effect. And but he knows. His, his voice is constantly quivering. Yeah. And he knows when to sort of take it back a little bit. Like, when right at the start of this track, he was sort of, like, monologuing a little yeah. bit. And it's very sort of, like, chatty, but a little, like, a little broken. It's, again, this album's a very insecure album. There's a reason why he's almost crying every time. Um, but with that, from one cracker to another cracker. Yeah. Uh, bread song. Bread song. I was I'm trying to make a bread pun with a cracker, but um, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. No, not at all. People just woke up. You already don't care That I tried my best to hold you Through the headset that you wear Lyrically, I think this is one of the best mm. songs. I would really, I would need like probably another week to properly delve into like the meaning yeah, of all the lyrics. Exactly. And like this is the thing as well, is that you could study genius and I think people on genius <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even know. Um, but just the, the like the symbolism of okay, well I just woke up and you already don't care. He's in a yeah. loveless relationship. Clearly, it's coming to the end. Um, and the, even like the bread song, the sort of the the symbolism of bread and the crumbs and everything's kind of falling apart a little bit. And even he does a fourth wall break in an album and it works through the headset that you wear. He tried to hold you. His music that he's writing yeah. for this girl. Again, linking him to the instrument to, that he's playing, to him to the instrumentation. It's so layered and so deep and it just makes you want to sit back and go, wow, what a clever boy. Yeah, I want to give the fella a hug. Man. I want to pat, him, sounds, on the, pat him on the so head. Sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked the the guitar that plays through this. I thought it sounded quite tense, mm. especially later on in the verse. Yeah, you get this like really subtle string like drone. Yeah, atop like above it. Yeah, and then obviously everything starts to come in. Yeah, it the sounds really cool. But that, that little string, like bit of string playing, uh, really sort of builds to this like builds mm. this like tension. It's tension, it's very emotional as well. Yeah. This is a, a top tip from uh, the Alternative Hour. If you ever need to make a song sound sadder than it is, just get someone to play a violin over it because True. a string ensemble instantly makes everything sound so emotional. And we don't, I don't actually have like a pr the proper sort of big drone um, here, but it is just, it fits so well with that subtle guitar and it, it overpowers that subtle guitar in a way, which is so beautiful. Yeah. And even playing, I've uh, played this on guitar before. It's a blooming hard one to play. Is it? It's it, the, the act, well, It's not. It's not incredibly hard, but like the actual, it, it must be some odd chords. Jazzy, isn't it? Really. Yeah. But it's so cool how they've got these really weird chords. This really weird instrumentation. Yet it sounds so smooth and so gentle, but so tense, like you said. But so. Mm -hmm. Ah, but I'm gonna move on. I'm well. I'm not moving on. I'm moving to the chorus. Yeah. Actually, there's one bit I want to do. You can hear the violins there in the background. Bit of trumpets in there, or I think it's a saxophone, actually. Yeah. It just commands your attention. There's no, I, there's no I, singing over this, but it just commands yeah, your attention. I love that bit, like the the drums playing on like the rims of the the. Yes. Like playing on the rims of the drums, and you can. You can tell when he's playing on like the snare and then going to like a tom because there's so, there's like a really subtle change in tone mm. on some of the hits. When you hear sort of like cross stick playing, yeah, it is normally that same sort of one tone, but it's such like a really subtle and really creative move. Yeah, they do it a lot. There's later on where they do it in really cool to utilize a sort of like yeah. a chase theme, um, but here it's just. You've got this string bit and this guitar bit, and it's almost like, this is what I mean, right? it commands your attention, and you can't really avoid this album when it's playing. Yeah. Is you'd be listening to the strings, or even if you, like, say you were doing something else, because it's a bit slow, it's a bit whatever, you have that thud, and you're instantly, you're back in the game, you're yeah. back listening, what have you got to say? I'm, re I'm ready to hear yeah. it. I, I think it's quite sort of like Radiohead as well. Yeah, no. That, right, and, like, the, you know the smile? That yeah. sort of offshoot that they have? Yeah. It's... I feel like a lot of this is very reminiscent of that. Yeah, I think it's easy to attribute any sort of 
new and alternative music to Radiohead. Yeah. But to be honest, they have, in terms of uh, new music, they have at least revolutionized certain genres yeah. to the mainstream. And I think it's very prevalent. Like, uh, there's like the trumpets in uh, the national anthem. Um, there's mm -hmm. just certain things like that sort of chaos in that song that is really replicated throughout some of this with... At the very end of uh, the album, there's a very fiestery sort of vibe. We'll get into that. But we are going to have to move on. I'm going to just play the chorus, talk for a little bit. And yeah. then... So the drums come in. Again, the drums are so subtle. You think he's just tapping on the hi-hat. Yeah. It could be stepping as well. True. And yeah, you hear there the cross stick on. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to assume one of the high toms. Yeah. But it creates such like a cool texture. And it's very... It feels very kind of jazzy. Yeah. No, and obviously it's... with the like with with the guitar and the rest of the instruments, especially more so with the cross stick triplets, creates like a really cool sort of polyrhythm feel. Mm. Yeah. No, it's just such a beautiful. It's, it, I think you can feel it in our voices. Well, now we've listened to that, we are so like we're calm. We're speaking yeah, it's softly. A very, it's it, a very sort of somber album. It's, it's somber, not... but it, I think especially this song. It's, it brings you down into this sort of mm -hmm. the mood they want you to feel and this sort of softness this sort of like innocence yeah this one this feel. one could very well be my favorite on the album really i'm, I'm quite undecided honestly I'm the more excited. i got in the more i was like oh this one's really good is your oh, other this one's really potential well. favorite maybe still to come uh yes okay i'm excited to find out what that will be <laughs> uh but goodwill hunting next this is my second favorite song on the album as of current it changes every other week <laughs> A synth. Yeah. New. There's not a synth player in the album, actually. <laughs> in the probably the probably the piano player. I did cut it a little weirdly. Uh, you probably heard that. Yeah. It was a weird sort of... Uh, but I just wanted to get into the sort of the drum starting. Um, yeah, it's such, a, it's such an odd, like, time change. That intro is in, like, 6-8. And then when the drums come in, I think it might be 2-4. Yeah. Correct. I, I very well could be I, I have not a clue. <laughs> if there's any uh, avid, um, avid tempo enthusiasts... <laughs> Uh, then email finley.oral at yahoo.co.uk yep, and that send I him all your hate mail. But the, the, uh, something that I, I thought was quite funny when I listened to this song, that opening synth, mm. do you remember the film company THX? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. It sounds like the, the THX, like, <laughs> intro thing and that that it made me chuckle when i when i was listening to yeah that. that is it's really weird actually because the, the synth is never used again apart from i think maybe at the end of the track um, yeah it's used a couple of times at near the end but it's only ever in goodwill hunting so it's really interesting mm. that, that this is the only time they use a synth he's talking about here like um it feels like he's talking about like kind of a hopeful relationship with someone he's talking about our genius daughters in france or something along those lines uh, and it's a very sort of like glowy, oh, this is what my future's going to look like. It's going to be so perfect. And it, I think it does symbolize this sort of, is it nihilism? When you don't really, um, naive, yeah, naivete. The, the, the world is like futile. Kinda. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, it's got a lot of these sort of very interesting themes. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's an, we've talked about uh, Pink Floyd being an album, how to summarize life in an album. I think this summarizes youth and growing up in an album obviously millions yeah. of people have done here's how to grow up in an album but m millions of people have done heartbreak in an album yeah but, but this is done in so, such a weird way it's and a so nice way. unique mm. in like all the best possible ways yeah yeah i'm gonna just move uh, straight to the chorus now yeah everyone will say it was cool
man, this is such a terrible analysis because we're just headbanging and then screaming after every song. <laughs> <laughs> but honest to God, like, it is... It really does. Because it's not even, like, when you're dancing, it's not even, like, a really energetic, like, yeah, it's... Mm. It really draws out your own sort of, like, emotions and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's a very, like... Yes, I'm connecting with what this means. Exactly. So ah. it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, Boys Don't Cry by yeah. The Cure. I, when you listen to that song, you can dance to Boys Don't Cry, but it's so weird because you're dancing to it, but it's such a sad song. It's it really is. It's such a really sad song about guys not really crying. Um, but you dance to it and you dance so carelessly, but it's almost like you, you're, you're kind of dancing in irony in a weird mm-hmm. way and you, you're aware of it. And I think through this you're aware of it when you, you're sort of, jumping about but just oh, everything in this it's it's got the build it has the lyric i just think those lyrics are so playful but they're so she's moving away yeah she said she's not gonna be a while but uh, you know it's it's maybe it's a this it's, hopeful girl that he thought he's had a future with but she's moving away mm. she will come back though but she's gonna come back in a undecided time i think i think a lot of the time as well modern music with like pop culture references yeah it feels a bit probably feels a bit like cringy a little you know what bit, i mean i think but yeah. like the, the it's so it's laced in so well in yeah. this song i think it's billy Eilish style is such a an interesting lyric yeah and it's some it's something you can picture you know what billy Eilish style is yeah. yeah it does it addresses its target audience i think as well as target yeah. audience are music lovers um, obviously, like, obviously, you don't have to be a, a music lover to like Billie Eilish yeah. and Black Country New Road. But it, you think about the two different sounds of Billie Eilish yeah. and Black Country New Road. Billie Eilish's fandom probably don't cross over too much with <laughs> Black Country New Road's fandom, but it's clearly built an album built yeah. for people who enjoy to listen to music. Hence, why it's an album that you sit down and actually listen to, yeah. rather than oh yeah, let's stick a single on and put it in my playlist it's an album <laughs> it's something that i come back to every now and again and an hour just yeah. flies I by i don't think i could ever put any of these songs on a playlist like i would have to put the entire thing on yeah and then listen to the whole album every time i get one of the yeah. songs i mean you say that but i do think they work as in terms they, of singles yeah they really do there isn't like connective tissue no that links the songs together like none of them really bleed into one another yeah. apart from like the intro and chaos space marine yeah I'm, i'll compare it to dark side of the moon again just because we've reviewed it on yeah um this show but dark side of the moon is one physical i call it one song yeah there's not re- yeah there is breaks maybe at the half it's, like, it's like the, the back half of abbey road but you can't like put any of the songs in a playlist and when you do you have a random man screaming at the start of it and it's like oh yeah. this is pink floyd what's this rubbish and it <laughs> but this is different because they're singles that work to make this one cohesive album yeah and i just think it is so beautiful and we'll move on to halden these next two tracks i'm gonna say it from now unless you've got something to say about these next two tracks i haven't got much no i think this is the break this is halfway through the album yeah and this is the break Halden is quite a nice little uh, lyrical piece. Um, and Mark's theme is something that I do want to talk about when we get to it. Yeah. Um, but I'll just play the one clip I have from Halden and we can talk a little bit about it. I think Halden is uh, it is a good song. It's one of the ones yeah. that took me the longest to add to any sort of playlist out of all of the songs in this yeah. world, maybe apart from Mark's theme, but that's different. Um, and I do think it is a good song. Uh, yeah. It's got some beautiful lyrics there. I think it's quite a... You said they're beautiful hand towards me. It's a song that balances the emotion of sadness and... Uh, admiration like he's admiring this woman but maybe he doesn't really have access maybe yeah. he's thinking back about the times that he did she like she did give uh, her hand to him um but it is like a thing of he talks about digging his own hole quite a bit it's a thing that he's very self-critical um 
and it comes out a little bit here, but I do think this is the turning point of the album. I think uh, after Mark's theme, we get a very interesting change of motif. Yeah. Um, and I think this does feel like a nice conclusion to the first yeah. part of the album. In, the, in that clip you played as well, the way the strings and the horns are working together, I think sounds really cool. It's just mm. like there isn't much of like the, the horn section or the yeah. brass section or whatever. It's just like a bam, bam. But with that really fast sort of string line, it really it creates this really cool harmony. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just sounds awesome. And then the bass chords as well, uh, again. It's so subtle. Track. It's reserved, but it yeah. still but it has stands that out. You grabbing. can uh, you can identify mm. when everything's playing. Yeah. So that that was Halden, and now yeah. we're gonna move on to Mark's theme, which I am just gonna talk over because it's a very nice instrumental. Mm. It starts with someone. I think is it a saxophone? I, I thought it was a saxophone. So it starts with a saxophone messing up, and then it turns into this very nice, yeah. gentle, beautiful motif. I really do appreciate a good sort of sax solo. Mm. Um, um, this feels very sort of... Are uh, you familiar with, like, Miles Davis or yeah. jazz musician? Yeah. This feels like something that could have been on, like, one of his albums. Mm. Like, ki kind of blue. It's such it's, an incredible yeah. album. Very sort of, like, lounge, jazzy kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it is lounge, it's quite sombre, quite sad. Mm. Um, and the thing that I talk about here that I want to talk about with Mark's theme is it's almost like a music lesson. I don't know if you yeah. got it from this track. This track feels like a music lesson where they're messing up and then they do this motif and then mm. after this it goes into a bit more of a bigger sort of piece, yeah. but it's still not huge. It feels, um, it feels like, and it happens mainly with the guitar, I think, in this album, yeah. but it, it does just feel like... They're just kind of noodling and mm. having a bit of a jam. Yeah. But I, I, for me, this is what I'm going to say. It's, like I said, it sounds very peaceful. And mm -hmm. for me, it reflects a sort of that peaceful childhoodness, that sort of innocence, and that sort of innocence in terms of learning to play the instrument. Yeah, I mean, the piano in that bit, so it reminds me of, like, Up. Mm. You know, the, the married life. Yeah. Like, the main theme from Up, when it gets all, like, sad and stuff. Yeah. I just think it's it feels oh, not, like not up. Sorry, um, it's Inside Out that I'm thinking of. Oh, I've watched Inside Out for you haven't watched Inside Out for ages. For oh, ages. I was gonna say <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, but it's like the the main theme in that has mm -hmm. a very similar like uh, piano sort of style to it. Yeah, I, for me this is uh, them learning to play the instrument as kids, mm. and this then linking to their childhood, the instruments they play is them having a gateway to their childhood. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful with no words being spoken about it, just through music and also in an album all about growing old and your childhood being taken mm -hmm. away from you or slipping away from you, I think, more in a sense. And I just think yeah. for a peaceful, calm interlude that you, for face value, just seems like a nice break with a nice bit of silence and a weird bit at the start, to take it at face value is that but then deep de like delve in and to find that, whether that's his interpretation or whether that's me just being a bit pretentious, I don't care because <laughs> it feels nice. Probably a bit of both. Yeah, but I just think it's so cool that I've got that from just a piece, literally, like you said, very uh, Miles Davis-y bluesy. Um, but we will move on to the... It is actually the second half of the album, I imagine, Yeah. Um, in terms of t length, because it ends with uh, like a... <laughs> 14 minute long massive song <laughs> um, but this is the place where he inserted the blade an absolute tune yeah This sort of gentle piano that we get through this yeah. is a very nice way to go from this very long instrumental into mm. a new song. I'm I'm such a fan of of the like piano intros and mm. honestly the piano playing in this album oh, throughout yeah. fantastic. It's something we don't hear as a modern audience. Is, yeah. I mean the most you hear from terms of good piano is 
Dave will play three notes in a piano. <laughs> Everyone's like, he's a genius. Nothing against Dave, obviously, but just like that's, you yeah, know. Dave, you don't, fans, Dave fans need to calm down, calm down a bit. <laughs> you don't hear these big concertos really anymore. And when you mm. do, it's a bit like, oh, we've heard it all before. We all know Beethoven. Um, he's that TikTok guy, isn't he? <laughs> um, but like to actually hear. No, he's, that, he's that big dog from that one floor. <laughs> <laughs> to actually hear this very gentle, very smooth, very nice piano is so nice. And this song for me is kind of the start of growing up it's sort of has this this is a very much these next ones yeah symbolize that sort of growing up and going through yeah, life it, the the songwriting much. does really invoke mm. a lot of nostalgia yeah um but we will move on to the chorus i've only got the chorus this but it is the mm. le- this is the final like the crescendo <laughs> It's so this good. is this is the best song on this album. Is this really? This oh, is the that's best so left field. This is the thing that's so odd. So everyone goes for basketball shoes, the best song on the album. No, it's this one. Spoke to my girlfriend the other day. Mm. She said Snow Globes. You said oh, right. the place where insert the blade. I yeah. do, I think in terms of albums, I think maybe apart from basketball shoes having a bit of an up because yeah. it's such a big piece. I think everyone is so like no one knows what the right answer yeah. is to the favorite song. I mean, song. my answer is the right answer. It's the place where he inserted the blade. <laughs> that, that, the chorus. Yeah. It's so, it feels the, it feels like a, the most sort of conventional chorus on yeah. the album, but it still works so well. Again, because you have that, uh, like, build of, of mm. all the, the instruments and stuff. Like, yeah. I likened it to Elbow before. It's very similar to that, but a lot better. Yeah. Um, it's just so unfortunate the fact that this album is for me. Obviously, I'm not the the, the music man who says whatever, but um, but like this is for me one of the greatest albums that has come out in the last five years. It's definitely yeah. Yeah, it didn't get it's nominated for any real big award. Mm. Like the I mean the most that alternative a, I've seen this year is Fontaine's winning. I think a Brit. They won something I think, which I yeah, was quite I happy about. I think they about. won best international or best new international yeah. artist of the Brits um, but yeah that was the place for insert the blade just a beautiful song really? just a beautiful really song awesome. um, but we will move on to snow globes now one of the most out there we'll say I think mm-hmm. if you can agree with me on that one um, the drumming is one of the, the biggest things in this oh yeah it does have a lot of symbolism so just get into the intro I know you're coming home Henry I just think it's really cool. This yeah. is this is the one where I sort of heard that very sort of Midwest emo sat in your bedroom just having a bit of a noodle. Mm. Like the very sort of blocky kind of yeah. chord. It very it feels like someone's like picked up a guitar, had had it for like a few months mm. and has learned some chords but hasn't got like yeah. a proper flow down yet. Yeah. I, I just think there's not actually too much to say about the uh, the verse there. Yeah. Apart from lyrically, it's very, very... Yeah, it's really strange. Interesting. It's Poetic, like when, I was saying. When, when I, I, I thought this, when, it, when you come to unpack this album, I, I couldn't really put a lot of my thoughts into words. Just yeah. kind of, you got to listen to the songs mm. and it's like, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is... You have to engage, and you even have to... It's, it's a funny album. You have to do background research, which I suppose is the idea of why it is so poetic. Mm. Um, and then from that, very, very subtle, you get some tribal sort of toms, we can say. Yeah. Um, and it goes from that into the chorus. 
Now, this is why um, you should listen to the album first before coming on and watching our episode on the album. Because if you haven't listened to how this progresses, it's going to be very confusing. You might think these <laughs> yeah. are not the same song, um, but we'll just... Have you ever seen Whiplash? I have, yes. <laughs> like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's traditional jazz drumming, isn't it, very much? It, it literally yeah, is like... Yeah, it's very sort of like triplet-based and the, mm. the constant like hitting of the cymbals while yeah. keeping that roll going on. I think it might be the snare drum. I think they might have, you might have unlatched the snare drum. Yeah, no, actually, that's what it will um, be. Because it, yeah. it doesn't really have the tone of a, of a, a tom. Yeah, no, I've just... Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, but it feels so... Almost like, not to sound like a pretentious, nah, whatever. Just, just yeah, just go for it. Like, two sides of a mind, you know. Like the lyrics, you're trying to. It seems like the person's like actual, like what mm. they're saying, trying to keep it calm. But then you have all that chaos behind it in the instrumental. That's probably yeah. like, oh my god, my mind is exploding. Uh, I do think if I'm going to be in a critical standpoint, this is the only criticism I would have probably on the entire album, is that I get the symbolism. Their drums are just so loud, though. They, they drown are. out everything else. And honestly, I, I have another one. I mentioned it before. At this point, I wanted something faster. For me, it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, I appreciate mm. a slow song. Yeah. And I can listen to an album of slow songs, but it needs to be moderate. Well, it's, it's like the inverse of you. You know, you're always waiting for the slow song in the fast albums. <laughs> no, I do. I do but know where you like, come from. I do like a fast song. I don't know if that I would just, fit the I, theme, though, because it's almost like saying, like, again, well, going I, back to I, Dark Side of the Moon. Which I suppose they had money, though. Maybe yeah. that's what they need. They need a song that was different, transcendent yeah, of the and I know, and I know piece. Chaos Space Marine is kind of like that, because yeah. that's right at the start of the album. Yeah. I feel... At least for me, I was constantly sort of anticipating, like, okay, mm. hopefully, at least, like, have, like, a bit of a tempo change in yeah. one of the songs. All right. Where That's it speeds fair. up a bit. But at this point, I was, I I wanted fast. I was, I was starting to get this sort of feeling that it was starting to drag. Yeah. Um, but we should move on now. And you know how, like, a couple episodes ago, I said, I really hope the best song isn't at the end of our show because we always have to rush it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> this is the best song. Not only is it the best song, it is at the end of the show. It is the final track. But worse than that, it's 13 it's, minutes it's long. It's so long. <laughs> um, so we will have to do a very quick 13-minute synopsis. Um, well, it won't be a 13-minute synopsis. It'll be like a, a five... Yep, song good. Right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, so we'll just move on to basketball shoes. So this is section one of uh, basketball shoes. So that there, section one. Do you, I mean really what do you, cool? What do you take from section one there? I'm gonna focus on the drums again because there's yeah. such a the way I've been counting it is in four four. But I'm starting to wonder if he was playing in a separate time signature, or if it was purposefully just like a random like stab. It but could be. Yeah, it could be anything. To be fair, this is the thing. Either, is that yeah, this it, is it complements it mm. really well, and especially that, those horns. Yeah, I suppose that summarizes what we were talking about, where it's feels so raw yet so mm. methodical yeah like it's balancing that line between it's improv Im improvisational like jazz drumming and yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing yeah and every sort of micron micron every sort of like microsecond is just perfected and yeah. it feels so like balancing that is so hard and i think <laughs> jazz does it great and it's 
really shown those sort of jazz elements mm. and I think it's something that I'd really love to see. Would you call it jazz rock? Is that what this album is? Technically it's post mm. post punk, but <laughs> Yeah. This, this was, I said in the last song, really needing an up-tempo bit. Mm. This delivered so well. Yeah. And uh, I, it really... It's so well it needed. Leans, it leans a lot more into the, the Midwest emo than, mm. the, than the sort of jazz stylings. Yeah. And... Is honestly, I, Midwest I, jazz? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the genre. I don't know. The uh, genre. The, the genre is good. Yeah. I see what you mean completely. Something that I wanted to mention here, actually, just listening to the sort of reference of uh, I am the Concord, you yeah. are the weather. Great, great symbolism. Um, but on top of that, the actual album cover is something I want to talk about. So the album cover, I don't know if you've seen the album cover. Yeah, it's like a plane in a bag. It's a plane in a bag. Um, and it's uh, the artist kind of uh, he put a post about it uh, like one year after the album came out. He's like, well, I didn't, mm-hmm. when I actually made the art, he didn't really realise... Uh, what it meant well, it's not really really different, but there was no real intention behind it Yeah. but it's like well now I see it as kind of this person who wants to be free but they're so trapped it's like a plane, it's something that's free yeah. it's like a bird <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's trapped in his bag and I think it's very symbolic of he wants something more out of his life and he feels like he hasn't made much from his life mm-hmm. uh, and he's trapped here and I think it could re- like it reflects that sort of responsibility that everyone has. Like everyone wants to go, oh, I want to go off traveling. I want to go live in this. I want to do this. I want to have my genius daughters in France jumping about. But yeah. life doesn't facilitate that sometimes. And I think sometimes you are trapped in this place. And it's not even big things. Like for us, it's university. You can't really do anything in the next three years massively. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, Camp America or Camp spain or wherever and you can go traveling during the summer months but you can't actually if you go traveling you know you're going traveling you can't go somewhere be like wow i really like it here i'm living here for the rest of my life you have responsibilities and you have to come back for family and it is that sort of everyone wants to be free and to do what they want but they're kept back and they're sort of held and that's what i get from this album in terms of your youth and whatever i just think it's a very cool Mm. metaphor it's Um, very yeah it is the best way to describe it, I think, is it's solemn. Yeah. And it's really... I mean, I think you can tell by like the, how the cadence of our voice has changed from the introduction. <laughs> but it's such like a mellowing album. Mm. It really, really sort of relaxes you. Whilst at the same time you go... Oh my god, I've done nothing. Yeah, you know when uh, you know they talk about sometimes put like purple lights in streets to stop violence. Yeah, I think we should petition to loudspeaker Black Country New Road <laughs> albums out to chill out people. Yeah, it's worked for us. Most of our um, most of our episodes feel like a bit like uh, YouTubers competing yeah. to be the loudest. <laughs> um, but this has been a really chill and a really nice episode. Um, but we will move on to the final section yeah. of this. Um, we're going to move to the build and then I'm going to talk a little bit and then there's a big, big bit at the end that I'm just going to let play. It's so important, I think, to listen to the final bit. So you get these thick drums that come in with that guitar and this builds from the end of section two. You hear that synth again as well from earlier. So that's I had to cut it off there. Apologies. 
something I didn't actually know until now is they have a bit of a guitar-like choke. Is that what you call it? Like where you kind of go, like you scratch the strings yeah. a little bit. It's one of them just before, which is quite Yeah, there's loads of like subtle little things. And is this the only time there's distortion on, on the guitar in the album? I believe so. I, I think, think it so. might be. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, it's my really one, interesting. My one true love, the overdrive pedal. <laughs> we found it. Finn, <laughs> Finn actually likes the album now. <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it is just uh, it's a brilliant build-up. You have those yeah. thick drums that command your attention. It's like something massive's coming. Yeah, it's like, it feels like he's played about four different drum kits throughout the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's The drum sound varies so much. Mm. I don't know how they do. They would do it live if they ever did play it live. This is actually one of the biggest criminal things which we'll get into. That can you imagine this live? Oh, mate! And we're just going to move on to the big chorus at the end. I'm going to let it play. Me and Finn are probably going to start jumping about. Oh and, yeah. Uh, sorry, downstairs. So good. What a way to end an album. Such an amazing finale. That is the way to end. We should just leave, we should leave it on that. I, don't, I can't even say anything at the end of that. That feels like this huge burst of emotion. Really when he plays does. it live, he almost cries and like really struggles to get those last mm. lyrics out. So seeing it live is so insane. And just goodness I think, me. I think if I saw it live, I would walk out of that. Ch a changed a, a, man. a different human being. I just think it's so, like I said, fiestery, but in such a weird, melancholic way. It's like mm. everyone's just... It's its almost like all the band have just blown up all yeah. of their emotions. Again, through their instruments, something that I keep saying, yeah. they're channeling their instruments, and you can hear them through their instruments, and it's so insane. They have this huge breakdown of, like, everyone just doing these improvisational riffs. The riffs throughout this... They're insane. The piano riffs, the the saxophone riffs, the guitar riffs, all are so iconic in them, right? And it just amalgamates into this huge thing. And I don't even have anything to summarize the album with. No. <laughs> I <actually laughs> Neither do I. It's it's such like an awesome thing. I mean, I would have loved for a bit more of an up tempo bit. I'm just uh, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. I think so. The only thing I'm gonna say mm -hmm. is ten. I'm inclined to agree with you. Really. We got I nine. So. Oh, I don't know because I have. I that have. Looks like the moon, though, in it. I want to give. I did initially give this a nine, but the more, the more I listen, the more I talk about it, the more I I want to up it by one. Mm. Honestly, I could. It very well could be in the same category as Dark Side in I fifty hope, years time. You I was going to say. I, mean? I hope in twenty thirty years time, this album gets the recognition it deserves. It really should. Um, but that is. That is our that conclusion. Is... We don't have much else to say. Yeah. Um, it's than... such a beautiful album. And blooming listen to it. Buy yeah, it on vinyl. Really listen. Um, see them live like I am in, wait, three, four, five, six weeks. I'm seeing them live. Obviously lucky. without one of them. I am lucky, aren't I? Um, uh, they're but playing a completely time... new set, but I'm so ex excited. <laughs> but next time. Next time. The alternative hour season finale. It is. Season one is already up. I mean, what is it? I think it might be ten. It might be nine or ten episodes after yeah. the next one. Um, which is insane. Well, I wanted to I wanted to end the the season with a with a bit of a bang. Bit of a bit of an iconic album. You know, we've done a couple of new ones, we've done a couple of classics. This is one of my favourite albums ever. Really? Yeah. Re honestly, every time I listen to it I go, Yes, this is this is great. The season finale of Season one of the Alternative Hour will be Rumours yeah. by Fleetwood Mac. It's an album I listened to maybe three years ago, and I remember thinking, like, I've heard good things about this album, and then it's like, you listen to it, every single it's song's like, a banger. Oh, yes, so it's brilliant. It probably will be another 10 because a true, a our true, standards have slipped. A true tale of heartbreak and affairs yep. the um, entire time is so good all this on the next episode of <laughs> the Alternative Hour yeah but thank you so much for listening yes. uh, as always on Spotify Apple Music and on Utter Radio um, but yeah 
Thank you. Uh, I've been Ben Ogden. It's been Finn Oral. Brush your teeth. Wash your dog. He's very smelly. Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> uh, bye-bye. Love you, bye.